5: The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production.
6: Beckham C down by the seaside. Beckham tam wins the breeder's crown. It's rock and run. McWicked on the inside. McWicked to win the Jim your Memorial. Fear the Dragon fights on. Down by the seaside on the outside. Fear the Dragon down by the seaside. Down by the seaside. And Brian Sears gets up to do it. Keystone Velocity getting closer. Melmar looking for the line. Keystone velocity. Keystone Velocity takes it at the very end. All bets. Off Keystone Velocity, Keystone Velocity, and Dan Dubay to win the Potomac Pace. This guy's the Energizer Bunny. and they head for the wire, fire your guns. Here he comes, foiled again. He
5: keeps going, and going, and going, and going, and going. And going. You're tuned in to the official... Home. Podcast in the sport of harness racing, post-time, with Mike and Mike, with co-hosts Mike Carter. And it's
6: bus 936, and bus 936 on the wings
5: of an angel. And Mike Bosich. Outside Heaven Rocks with the clocks running out, filibuster Hanover wins the Commodore Ferry.
4: Going and going!
5: Hamiltonian Week, and what a great Hamiltonian that is going to be coming up on Saturday at the Meadowlands. I am Mike Bozich here. We've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter is going to be joining us in a few minutes, but for the most part, it's Mike Bozich flying solo, and I have to tell you that Mike Carter is a working man, uh, workin man's man, let me tell you. He Along with Wendy Ross and the whole gang, Rich Johnson and the whole gang at the Harness Racing fan zone have been going from farm to farm, and in my opinion, giving us unprecedented coverage of the Hamiltonian as we lead up to the big dance coming up on Saturday at the Meadowlands. Um, and let me start off by saying this. We've got a great show coming up for you today. Mike Carter's gonna be joining us in just a few minutes. He's at some farm somewhere. That's why I've been using the the hashtag Uh, While promoting this show, some farm somewhere. But I have to tell you, I have to tell you that in my opinion, this has been one of the best covered Hamiltonians ever in terms of social media, in my opinion. And that's where it is. That's where it is right now. It's at social media. That's where we want to be. As an industry, that's where we want to be promoting our product is social media. I mean, we've already missed the television bus. That has already sailed 30, 40 years ago. Social media is where it's at right now. And it, my news feed on, on Facebook is just blowing up. And it's been blowing up for the last week with videos, handicapping content, interviews, you name it. It's there, and I just want to give a big high five to all of the Harness Racing Media, Harness Racing Fan Zone, Ryan Macedonio, who's been knocking out, knocking it out of the park at Trodcast with uh, a lot of his videos. You gotta check those out if you're not a follower of Ryan's. You better be because just chock full of Hamiltonian information and stories about pretty much all the competitors that'll be out there on Sunday. Our friends in North American Harness Update. They're knocking it out of the park uh, from a handicapping point of view. Uh, Just a lot of different content out there right now in terms of the superstars that will be competing on Sunday in the Hamiltonian and the great card leading up to it. So hats off to everybody that is just doing a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Well, we have got a great show coming up for you today. And we're going to do our part in promoting the Hambletonian. And what better way to promote the Hambletonian than to bring on the faces of television in our sport. That's right. Dave Brower and Gary Seibel will be joining us towards the top of the hour. The Dream Team will be joining us together. We're going to have them both on right at the same time. They're going to be talking about the Hambletonian coming up out the Meadowlands. And, of course, they'll be broadcasting on the CBS Sports Network. Uh, I believe that broadcast starts at 5 o'clock. It'll go from 5 to 630. Make sure you check that out. It's always just a terrific, terrific broadcast. And what I do is I always DVR it. And when I get home, I I, uh, crack up on a cold beverage and watch the proceedings. I mean, just fantastic, fantastic stuff. We're going to be joined by them at the top of the hour. Plus, We're going to uh, be joined by Michael Gardner in just a few minutes. He's at hashtag some farm somewhere. I have no idea where he is. He probably don't even know where he is. But nonetheless, he's in a field somewhere. He's in a farm somewhere like he's been doing all week. It's the whirlwind tour that the Harness Racing Fan Zone's got going on. And we're going to be joined by my co-host here in just a few minutes. Plus, we've got the Running Aces segment, our good friend Darren Ghani. We're going to find out what's going on up there. He's going to keep you up to date on what's going on in Minnesota as well As our good friend Jim Brown, for those of you that don't know who Jim Brown is, no, not the football player. Jim Brown is an auction manager at Midwest Auctioneers, and he is going to tell us a little bit about a big auction coming up on August 5th and 6th at Pompano. And I'll tell you what, anybody that's been to the old grandstand at Pompano, the old clubhouse at Pompano, knows full well some of the items that are going to be auctioned off. And you can own a part of history, and we're going to talk to Jim on how— that can happen coming up in just a few minutes. We're going to take a time out when we come back. We're going to find out where in the heck Mike Carter is, what farm he is at today in their awesome coverage leading up to Saturday's Hambletonian. They've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. And oh, by the way, I almost forgot a huge announcement, a huge announcement coming up a little bit later on in the show concerning Hambletonian giveaways. On our broadcast, Post Time with Mike and Mike. dot com will be on the air at three o'clock, and uh, of course, that'll be available on our website. And we have got very special giveaway items. You talk about owning a piece of history. We're going to give you the opportunity to do that. So stick around for more information. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Back in a moment.
2: Over the past 25 years, Hoosier Park has
4: revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6.30 p.m. Join Revolution at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information.
5: Join us for a huge two-day live on-site auction of historical items from the former Pompano Park Grandstand. The auction takes place at Pompano Park. It is set to go on Sunday, August 5th at noon and Monday, August 6th at 9 a.m. Come get your bidder's number at the open house on Friday, August 3rd and Saturday, August 4th from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. For those who cannot make it live on-site, it will be on ProxyBid.com. We'll be featuring items from the former grandstand dating back to the early years of 1964, such as Paramutual Signage, the Plastic Horse Center was high atop the park, Patton's Place sign, Castleton Farms Mural, the Jackie Gleason Bar, and a large wall art of horses and drivers from the sixth floor. For more information, visit Midwest-auctioneers.com. That's Midwest-auctioneers.com. on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, now joined by my broadcast partner, Mike Carter. Mike is at hashtag some farm somewhere. Mike, <laughs> where in the heck are you, buddy?
7: Uh, we are at Gateway Farms. Uh, we started the day at uh, the farm of Marcus Melander, and now we're, uh, we're at Gateway. We were just checking out Met's Hall.
5: Now, Matt, well, it is, that's that's funny that you mention that because I have an article coming out a little bit later on today about Matt, Matt uh, Hall for uh, Andy and Julie Miller. I had a chance to talk to Andy Miller yesterday. But, Mike, you have had a chance to talk to a lot of different people, visit a lot of different farms. And, Mike, you are truly on a whirlwind tour with the hottest <laughs> racing fans up.
4: Mike, uh,
7: the Mark IV training, can you hear me? I got you. All right, yeah, we're on a whirlwind tour. Uh, We started at Ford Training Center on Monday, where we checked out the fantastic Philly Atlanta. And Mike, I tell you what, boy, did she look good on the racetrack. Uh, Trainer Rick Zeron and second trainer Ernie Hendry both are very high on this fantastic Philly. Uh, So we started the week out uh, there, and then from there, uh, we went and saw uh, Oki Sfonstead at the Sfonstead Stables on Tuesday. Yesterday, checked out your brigade so to speak um lots of tractor horses uh that we were able to check out including champion lazarus
5: yeah i mean just uh and anybody that uh, by the way and you that's a nice picture of lazarus by the way you're going to have to change your settings on your facebook i tried to sh- uh, share that and i couldn't so you might want to <laughs> work on that but anyway no it's a great picture um but what you've been doing for the fans, and for those people that don't know, is you've been going from – well, you and Wendy Ross and Rich Johnson and the gang have been going from farm to farm, and you guys – well, not only have you been interviewing, but you obviously been getting pictures, you've been getting videos, just a lot of behind-the-scenes work with the horses and the connections. Now, I have to ask you, a lot of the connections that you've talked to have been to this dance before. Uh, do you think – is there still a lot of butterflies when you talk to the caretakers and, and some of the connections themselves? Are there still the butterflies that go through the stomach knowing how important this race is?
7: Yeah, definitely. Uh, There there are some that, you know, they have the butterflies. Others, uh, they're going through this like it's just an everyday thing. We talked to trainer Jimmy Tactor yesterday, uh, for instance, and he said he's treating this just like he would any other race, uh, so to speak. Uh, You know, doesn't want to change their routine, doesn't want to make them nervous because they can feel when they, um, you know, when they're stressed out or, you know, scared or what have you. So, you know, trainers like Jimmy Tactor aren't changing anything. Then you've got others who, you know, this is their first Hamiltonian. They're nervous, you You know, they're excited, but there is a lot of excitement coming from a lot of the stables uh, here in New Jersey.
5: Now, from a little bit of a personal level, Mike, this is obviously your first, you know, foray. You're you're kind of the – well, you and Wendy both kind of the new kids on the block at the Harness Racing Fan Zone guy that's been keeping you guys probably in check. But from a personal point of view, Mike, this has to be amazing. You know, we talk about and joke about living a dream, but you've got to be living a dream, my friend. This has got to be great.
7: Yeah, no, for sure. I'm definitely living the dream out here. You know, it's been a lot of fun, you know, checking some of these horses out and, you know, getting up close and personal some of the caretakers, some of the trainers, and just really learning about, you know, their routines, you know, their mannerisms, things of that sort.
5: So Mike, uh, before we let you go, we've got Jim Brown coming up here in just a few minutes. But Mike, before we let you go, so let's talk about some of the horses briefly. Who has really caught your eye? Who's tell us about some of the behind the scenes? Who's like a, kind of a, maybe a little bit of a wild horse, not so much of a bad actor, but maybe wants to be left alone? Who's the real sweethearts of the group? It kind of fills in on the and, you know how the personalities are.
7: It's funny you ask that Mets hall is kind of the playful. where we we'll were here this morning and he really wanted to play and kind of move around. Uh, the best looking horse I've seen so far is six pack. Uh, he looked very sharp for trainer driver, Oki's funstead. Um, his groom, Luis, has him in the tip top shape. Also plunge blue chip. Who's in the Hamiltonian Oaks, um, on Saturday looked very sharp as well. The Philly Atlanta, um, she looked game as ever on the racetrack jogging, uh, the other day. And we also checked in with trader Jim Campbell, um, On Wednesday, and or excuse me, on Tuesday, and uh, I'll tell you what, Mike Jim Campbell has got three fantastic courses. I would not count any of them out.
5: Fantastic. Now, Mike, one final question before we let you go. I mean, this you know, you've seen a lot of these horses now behind the scenes and obviously what you see behind the scenes and what you see on a program page in terms of past performances from a handicapper's point of view can certainly be different. Is there anything behind the scenes that you can take away that may affect how you wager and look at this race from a handicapping point of view?
7: If I was a handicapper looking at this race, I would look definitely look at our videos. You can kind of see their mannerisms. You can see who's perked up. You can uh we were able to see a lot a good amount of them um jogging and um you know, training in the morning. So, that's one thing um uh, about what we've been able to do out here is we've been able to um we've been able to uh see them train, see them jog, kind of see their mannerisms just a little bit like and that's you know that's something key if you ask me to seeing some of this behind the, behind the scenes stuff. If I had to take a stab at a horse that I think could be a sleeper after watching everybody jog, everybody train, I think uh, you have to look at the Philly Atlanta. But I also think you have to look at Jim Campbell's Crystal Fashion. I think Crystal Fashion is uh, going to be one of the tough horses as well in this year's Hamiltonian.
5: All right, well, Mike Carter, listen, we're going to let you get back to work. We certainly appreciate you joining us, and we will see you on Saturday, 3 p.m. The Big Dance, Hamiltonian Saturday. And I'll tell you what, you guys have done a heck of a job at the Fan Zone. If anybody hasn't, that uh, can't see the videos or haven't seen the videos, you got to follow the Harness Racing Fan Zone on Twitter and like them on Facebook because it's really, really good stuff you guys are doing. Heck of a job, man. Keep up the good work. We'll see you Saturday.
7: Thanks, buddy. We're getting ready to check in on Hanalore Hanover, so uh, we're 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 seeing them all while we're here, my friend.
5: Boy, you've got a tough job, boy. I, how do you do it? How do you do it? <laughs> right,
7: Go to work. Right. All right, buddy.
5: That was Mike Carter, boy. What to a tough boy. He's just rubbing elbows with the stars of the game. Boy, I'll tell you what, uh, just a just a hard, hard life. Just a hard life that Mike Carter's living. But no, they're doing in all seriousness. They're doing a fantastic job. You have to check them out, the Harness Racing Fan Zone. Uh, follow them on Twitter. Like them on Facebook. The videos that they're putting together are just outstanding. And like I said, this whole ha- I'm just so excited about how this whole Hamiltonian is being covered. We will be there on Saturday. Airtime is 3 o'clock. Uh, it'll be available on post Mike com on the Bet America Radio Network. And, of course, uh, the archive, if you miss it live, you can always – Tune in a little bit later, see if there's anything that you've missed. So uh, once again, keep it locked on posttimewithmikeandmike.com and follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook for all show information. We still have a lot left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, our man Jim Browns in the On Deck Circle. We're going to talk a little bit. We're going to take a little bit of a hambo break before we get to Gary Seibel and Dave Brower, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the upcoming days at Pompano. and You're not Going to want to miss it. That's coming up next on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. New Vocations Racehorse
1: Adoption Program. Retrain, Rehab, Rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and traditional training to prepare the horses for a protective life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed.
5: Learn more at newvocations.org. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sale schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback. Farm.com. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich flying solo here today. Mike Carter's on assignment, currently at Gateway Farms, cozying up with the likes of Metz Hall and Handel or Hanover and all the big stars of the game. Boy, Mike's got it really tough. But uh, nonetheless, make sure you uh, follow us, uh, like I said, on uh, – you can follow them on the Harness Racing Fans. So follow us on Post Time with Mike, and Mike will retweet all those videos as uh, they become available as they're doing a heck of a job releasing those. Uh, Gary Seinbell and Dave Brown will be joining us at the top of the hour. They are the uh, broadcast team for the CBS Sports Network. That'll be bringing all the action to uh, lots of viewers sitting at home uh, via the CBS Ray, uh, Sports Network – And Gary Cybella and Dave Brown will be joining us towards the top of the hour. Plus, Darren Gagne is running against this segment and so much more. We also have a big announcement coming up on a giveaway, or giveaways, I should say. And you're not going to want to miss that. That's going to be coming up towards the end of the show. And you want to find out how you can win a couple of these items. Because I'm going to tell you what, you have to have them. If you love Harness Racing History, you have to have one of these. And we're going to be giving away about five of them. On uh, Hamiltonian uh, During our Hamiltonian broadcast So once again, stay tuned towards the end of the show We'll tell you how you can get involved with that But speaking of harness racing history Harness racing memorabilia Let's bring in our guy and auction manager From Midwest Auctioneers, News, Jim Brown Jim is uh, going to be taking care of business Coming up in the next couple of days At Pompano Park Jim, how are you?
8: Hey, good morning Mike uh, Thanks for having us on the most positive Harness racing show in America Appreciate what you boys are doing Appreciate it <laughs>
5: Well, we appreciate uh, that compliment, but I gotta tell you, Pompano Park Auction—you'll be—you'll be handling uh, an auction of just some unbelievable harness racing memorabilia. And let me start by saying this: I had a chance to walk through what, for all intents and purposes, is a harness racing museum to an extent, because you get up, uh, you know, on that top floor where. Uh, you know, where the, the uh, clubhouse is and you see all the plaques of all a lot of the great horsemen like Stanley Dancer and the list goes on and on and stuff from the, the Jackie Gleason bar and just, you know, some of the uh, the decorations up there, the decor. It's unbelievable. And a lot of these items you're going to be auction off coming up, auctioning off coming up in the next couple of days. Tell us a little bit about it, Jim. What's uh, what's happening?
8: Well, the 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 thing is uh, Mike, uh, we we've been blessed. We got a call from uh the PPI Corporation there a few months back and uh they they let us into this uh unforeseen what was going to happen on this monumental task uh, so to speak. Uh like you said, it's a uh, it's historical. Uh back in the day, you know, 1964, I mean, uh, since then, I mean, many of the greatest uh, celebrities, ball players uh, even announcers, even Gary Seibel, who's coming on, and kind of ironic there—he uh, he stood under the the uh, wall art and stood at the Jackie Gleason uh, bar, and uh, it's just—it's incredible just thinking about who the who's who of people, harness racing and otherwise, that uh, c- came through the place, Mike, and uh, we're gonna and we're gonna take that stuff and. Uh, and we're going to uh, we're going to sell it, and everybody in the country is going to have a, a shot of uh, owning Pompano history.
5: Approximately five floors, and if you go to Midwest Dash dot com, it gives you more information. Approximately five floors of contents. Uh, some of the uh, things will be included will be racing memorabilia. Uh, advertising, themed props, restaurant and bar equipment, furnishings, lawn furnishings, including tables and chairs and so forth. But the good thing about this is that you really don't have to travel down to South Florida to be a part of this, do you, Jim?
8: No, sir. Uh, we we actually are ta- taking bids uh, as we speak. Um, it's on www.proxibid.com. As we speak, actually, uh, Mike the uh, the bidding has already started um and it's been uh, we have been overwhelmed with the phone calls and just a little uh insight uh, it's it's been really fun for us because we've had calls actually Mike from the people that we uh never realized we've had uh contact from uh restaurants golf clubs on the memorabilia that uh they want to add to their collection in in their particular businesses we've had calls from sweden norway uh... yeah it's been that's been the uniqueness of this all uh... is is the people that uh... we never even uh... suspected that would be interested uh... in case in point we've uh... the jackie gleason bar That's that's been uh... going over incredibly big because they, there's pe- people that actually want to reconstruct it mike and uh... It's 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 really unique because again uh, the harness racing past. Uh, another reason why we're uh, going past Hamblatonian weekend here is due to the f- fact that you know l- you remember all the superstar like you mentioned the the dancers, the Houghtons, the Millers. They trained there. They 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 frequented there. They had their boxes there. You know, and I mean it's, it's just incredible to think to think of all what took place in this historic building.
5: Now, for people that may not be familiar or have never participated in an auction, whether it be live on site or online, can you kind of tell them what to expect?
8: Well, uh, the, the the live on the live on uh, site um, is uh, it's a it's actually a lot of fun, Mike. I mean, uh, we all partake. Uh, I'm I'm blessed to have to work with uh, three other auctioneers uh, around the country: Kevin Anspa, my, my partner Mike Baker and uh anyway it, it's on on site the people hopefully will come in on uh preview day and take a look at all the historical memorabilia plus uh, sign up uh get a get a bid number and we can basically explain i mean we're going to have a lot of fun they're going to come and hold their card up and be proud and uh you know bid for all it's worth you know and uh, like i said we're 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 geared up for this thing due to the fact it's kind of taken a uh, a different spin than we really we really thought. Uh, people people out there ha- it's been overwhelming. Uh, the people that have signed up to bid online and uh, the the phone calls, the emails, and the texts that we have that we have received, Mike.
5: And Jim, before we let you go, once again, give us a recap of uh, the day and the the days and the times.
8: All right. Well, the uh, the preview, Mike, is uh, August third and fourth from nine to five. You can come. Take a look, pick out your items. Also, in the sale is August the 5th. Uh, it'll start at noon. Uh, and August the 6th, it'll start at 9 a.m. And, again, uh, yeah, there's just there's so much, uh, you know, from the old days, uh, old signage, logos. Uh, that's, that's where we've been really uh, amazed at the type of people that really are interested in this, Mike.
5: All right, and once again, check it out. It's Midwest Auctioneers dot com. Again, that's Midwest Auctioneers dot com. If you love harness racing history and harness racing memorabilia, you're certainly going to want to be a part of this. Well, Jim, listen, we certainly appreciate you, buddy. Maybe we'll check up on you next week. See how it went.
8: All right, Mike, really appreciate what you and Mike are doing. And uh, ask Gary Seibel how his golf game is. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. <laughs>
5: All right, That was Jim Brown, and uh, we got to ask – I'm glad he didn't ask how mine was. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to ask Gary Seibel how his golf game is. But, uh, once again, check out the website, Midwest-Auctioneers.com. Some great, great stuff to be auctioned off, uh, some of the memorabilia of Pompano Park. We're going to take a time out when we come back, and, and boy, I'm super excited about this because if you want a preview of what you're going to see on television Saturday – you only have to wait a couple of more minutes to find out. We've got Hall of Famer Gary Seibel and uh, maybe soon to be Hall of Famer Dave Brower. You've got post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Back in just a moment. Join us for a huge two-day live on-site auction of historical items from the former Pompano Park Grandstand. The auction takes place at Pompano Park. It is set to go on Sunday, August 5th at noon and Monday, August 6th at 9 a.m. Come get your bidder's number at the open house on Friday, August 3rd and Saturday, August 4th from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. For those who cannot make it live on-site, it will be on proxybids.com. We'll be featuring items from the former Grandstand dating back to the early. Years of 1964, such as Paramutual Signage, the Plastic Horse Center was high atop the park, Patton's Place sign, Castleton Farms Mural, the Jackie Gleason Bar, and a large wall art of horses and drivers from the sixth floor. For more information, visit Midwest-auctioneers.com. That's Midwest-auctioneers.com. The Standardbred Pleasure Horse Organization of New Jersey is proud to present the National Standardbred Horse Show. Coming up on August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. It's fun for the whole family. The fun starts on Friday, August 10th at 6.30 with Games and Fun Divisions featuring the Sam McKee Memorial Barrel Race. Then on Saturday, August 11th, it's Western, in-hand showmanship, driving, roadster, and gated divisions. And on Sunday, August 12th, Dressage, English equitation, jumping, hunters fresh off the track, war horse, and the pacing for the cure two gated pleasure class. This year's show is in memory of the late, great Sam McKee. For more information, visit us at sphonj.org. That's sphonj.org. It's the National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey.
2: Be there!
5: All right, we're on all those platforms, including Blong Talk Radio. And of course, you can hear us on post time with Mike and Again, post time with Mike and Special thanks to the good folks at Bet America and the Bet America Radio Network. Right now, we're joined by the dream team, as I like to call them, our guys, Gary Seibel and Dave Brower. Gentlemen, what's going on? First of all, Gary, I know you're on hold. I know you heard Jim talk. And how's your golf game?
0: Uh, awful, uh, and it's gotten
5: progressively worse.
0: <laughs> it's gotten worse since I left Florida, and that was uh, 1999. And uh, when I get back from the Hamiltonian, get back home uh, 10 days after that, I'm getting a new right hip. So, you know, I haven't been playing uh, golf for uh, a long time. It's just, uh, you know, it just kind of fell off the radar for me, uh, you know, for whatever reason. The guys are Pompano all those years, there is a group of us, maybe 10, 12, Uh, whether it was the bartender Chucky from the Banana Boat or, uh, you know, some of the horsemen, Kelly Shepard racing down there, just a bunch of guys all used to get together on usually Mondays and Tuesdays and uh, play golf. And we pretty much did it every week, Uh, and it was a blast. But, uh, you know, that was a long time ago, and uh, my scores were much better. Uh, And I just – I really don't play golf anymore, at least not – not unless my neighbors nag me to go out, and then I embarrass myself for a round or two of once or twice a year.
5: Now, Gary, you uh, you heard Jim Brown talking about some of that memorabilia I before did. we get in the Hambo talk. Yeah, and, and obviously you probably better than anybody would know about uh, some of that great memorabilia, especially up on the upper floors at the Pompano Park.
0: Well, I got to tell you, Mike, I got chills, honest to God, sitting here. Uh, listening to Jim describe some of the areas of the track and and the memorabilia available in the auction online. And it, it's amazing. One of my favorite places <laughs> after the races at night was uh, the Turf Club on the fifth floor. That's where the uh, you know uh, offices were. Um, but at night after the races, particularly on a weekend, a uh, bigger night of racing, uh, it was uh, commonplace to walk in there. And see the late great Alan Finkelson uh, entertaining the crowd, and the crowd would include uh, Billy Houghton uh, Glenn Garnsey all having a good time at night, having a couple of cocktails. you didn't really see Stanley out at night like that he he didn't uh, he wasn't really a, a bar fly or a carouser, but uh you know Stanley would uh, always uh, have a presence at all the awards dinners and and uh, you know just the public functions in the industry. But man, was that so much fun after the races when you know, you just wanted to kind of wind down and and uh, relax and and walk in there and see all these famous people and I got to tell you one of the things Mike that was, you know, always a, a memorable thing is each year they had this celebrity race and to meet guys like Kenny Stabler and George Plimpton and Oleg Cassini and hang with them for a while. It, it was just a blast in addition to all the great horsemen over the years that uh, pass through the Turf Club uh, just to enjoy a night uh, after the races.
5: Yeah, some good, good stuff. Guys, let's get down to business. Dave, I'll throw this next question uh, to you. Uh, Obviously, you guys, once again, will be on TV and on the CBS Sports Network, bringing the action to television sets uh, across many of people at home, people that uh, obviously, uh, you know, may or may not be familiar with the industry. And I know, Dave, that we've talked a lot about the importance of uh, getting more of these things, getting more of these events broadcasted, uh, you know, throughout the, throughout the course of the year, whether it be the Little Brown Jug or the Meadowlands Pace and just, you know, just more exposure out there. But... Uh, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what goes behind the scenes of a broadcast like this. I mean, a lot of moving parts go into a television broadcast such as this, I assume, right?
3: You can't even imagine just how complicated it is and how many people are employed for these couple of days, Mike. Um, to... Major League tractor trailers are probably rolling into the Meadowlands at some point today in between all those concert goers for JC and Beyonce, and they will station themselves uh, into the entrance into the first turn, and that's kind of the hub of activity That's where, you know, all the TV screens and the graphics and everything else are created. The cameras come out. They build the set over the course of tomorrow morning and tomorrow afternoon. And then we get there in the afternoon with our initial look at the uh, format, basically, what we're going to show and what we're going to talk about. And we stand there and, you know, we do voice checks and mic checks and make sure everything works on the technical end. And, again, you know, it's an overwhelming task how everybody keeps uh, everything in check check as to where they are and what they have to do and accomplish. Plus, you and I both know, and Gary does as well better than all of us, it's live TV. Anything can happen. And look at what happened to us last year, that historical moment where for the first time in the 92-year history of the Hambletonian, there was a disqualification.
5: <laughs> yeah
3: you're you're laughing at us we were there
5: <laughs> well the only thing the only thing and I described the the, the whole situation as it was just a very uncomfortable situation. I mean, for all involved, because it was just a, a, a tough call, no matter which way you, you sliced it and diced it, it was just an extremely tough, agonizing call. You never want to have something like that happen in a big race. But nonetheless, hopefully things will go a little bit smoother this year in that regard. But Dave, uh, I want to talk about the third member of your podcast team. And, and we almost, I, I almost, had it to where he was going to show up. It was going to be a little bit of a surprise appearance, but he is actually on a flight right now from Toronto uh, here to uh, New Jersey. But a great, great selection. Bring it on, uh, Greg Blanchard, uh, to the broadcast team. It,
3: I think it was almost a no-brainer. What a, what yeah. a perfect guy for the for the job. Greg has done such a wonderful job uh, in many spots north of the border. There, you know, when he was working for the uh, Woodbine Mohawk Entertainment Group. Now he's in charge of Western Fair out there. Uh, he he's a he's a he's a pros pro, I guess is the best way to uh, say that. Now he'll get to be part of uh what we uh deal with every year at Hamiltonian time. He'll deal with some interviews and be on that golf cart scooting here, there and everywhere. And we told him how hot it's gonna be. I know he's been here for some Hamiltonians before, but uh you gotta get ready, you gotta block out that heat and everything else that gets in the way and uh I think he's gonna have a lot of fun with it. He's he's excited about it and I've given him as much information, uh, you know, to get him ready for it, a lot of those Bob Hollywood Hayden notes and stuff like that. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing Greg a little bit later. We saw him for about one second on Meadowlands Pace Night, and I think he's a, a the perfect addition to uh, to our team.
5: All right, let's yeah, Mike, get into Yeah, Mike, if I, could, if if on, I could
0: add something to that uh, real quick. I worked with Greg uh, two or three times during my years at uh, TBG when I was up there, uh, at either Mohawk or Woodbine, and, you know, just the nicest guy in the world, Uh, easygoing, uh, doesn't get, uh, you know, um, all flustered when things aren't going 100% right, so uh, I I agree wholeheartedly with Dave, Uh, is just a a great choice, Uh, couldn't have been a better choice uh, as the third member of the broadcast team.
5: All right, let's talk. Uh, let's get into some of the horses uh, that are going to be performing. Obviously, first and foremost, it's a it's a two heat thing. So, Hamiltonian eliminations—you got to survive the eliminations. Top five in each make it to the finals. And uh, in my opinion, there is so much intrigue. There are so many different storylines going into this Hamiltonian with the eighteen uh, combatants. I mean, you've got things like Anthony McDonald. Take, I mean, it just you know. What he has done with the stable.ca is is revolutionized horse ownership uh, in, to a certain extent, and for him to take himself off of lawmaker and go with the Hall of Famer, that had to be one of the most difficult decisions ever, but you certainly got to hand it to him. Gary, I'll throw it to you first.
0: Well, I mean that's you know um, you put egos aside and 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 I'm sh- and you know you know that he's an incredibly capable guy anyhow, but you have a Hall of Famer who arguably is uh, you know the, the, the one of the top three drivers uh, in the sport right now in David Miller and uh, you can never go wrong making a choice like that. I mean David Miller in a sense was the winner of the Hamiltonian last year until what the hill got uh, disqualified. But, you know, sometimes you just have to, to do the right thing by the people that uh, are a part of the group here, the connections. And in this case, I think uh, he made the proper decision. I mean, David Miller is a guy that has tremendous experience and, uh, you know, he's coming off the big Meadowlands pace win, his first ever. Um, you, you just have to feel as confident as you can be uh, when you have David Miller driving for you in a
5: big race. Dave, let me throw it to you. What uh, what are some of the things as far as this Hamiltonian goes that are catching your eye from a storyline point of view?
3: Well, I'm glad you said that because it's, it is it is overwhelming. There are so many great storylines, that
5: one in particular about uh,
3: Anthony McDonald. You know, I, I I remember when they hit the wire on that sloppy night last fri- uh, Friday or Saturday when Lawmaker won, the first thought that popped into my head was, geez, I wonder if he'll, he'll keep Dave and let him drive the horse in the Hambo. Because we all knew he was going to go into the Hambo. He had announced that prior. And for the folks who uh, will have access or be at a simulcast location to our, you know, live video stream out of the Meadowlands, we're going to talk to Anthony. We're going to have Dave Little, I think, talk to uh, Anthony McDonald after the second race on Hamiltonian Day. So we'll get a lot of answers to those questions. Uh, Is Lawmaker good enough to make it to the final? We're going to find out. I actually think he does. He's in a great spot. He's in the tougher elimination, but he drew inside the big players. He drew one slot inside Wolfgang two slots inside Crystal Fashion and three slots inside Atlanta. We know speed is lawmakers game, so he will definitely be a player uh, for Andrew Harris, who uh, conditions and takes care of him here in New Jersey. As far as Atlanta, guys, you saw the post draw as much as I did. I don't know about that outside post there. I I think that might force Scott Zeron into using her a little bit harder early than he necessarily would want to. And, you know, it's just that, you know, history is not on the side of these Phillies when it comes to competing over uh, two heats as well, and she's going to have to prove it, you know. I I don't really know who will end up being the betting favorite in there. That was a very difficult decision, and I consulted a lot of people. Should I have made Wolfgang the favorite or Atlanta the favorite? We'll let the bettors decide. You know, I went with the Colt. He has the better post. He hasn't lost yet this year either, so we'll see how it plays out.
5: Gary, let's talk a little bit about the Philly Atlanta. Obviously Dave brings up a very good point. Uh we we had trainer Rick Ziron on the show last week and he don't think it's going to be uh too much of an issue with uh, the two heats for Atlanta. What do you think?
0: Well, you know, I mean in these kind of situations, uh when a trainer says something, you either, you know, take it at face value or you don't. I I mean, I have to believe that if Rick Zeron is going to put himself in a position, and let's face it, he's been around a long, long time. He's got a lot of wins, both as a trainer and a driver, a tremendous success north of the border, and and success down here in the States as well. Um, You know, if he doesn't think two heats are going to be a problem, uh, I have to agree with him. And the fact that, you know, what he said was that, you know, last year she had four wins and ten starts. You know, I made 123000 That's nothing to, you know, sneeze at. But the fact is, I, I think the key here was you know, that she she grew, not just, uh, you know, in height-wise, but she filled out as well. And he, she put on a couple of hundred pounds. He was thrilled by that. And I think that is making all the difference for her this year uh, between being a talented uh, let 's call her uh, i don 't know uh, just a, a you know, an average size Philly last year into kind of a monster this year and so I think the size difference between two and three is something that uh, you know is, might be one of the reasons why he feels that she can go two heats
5: visiting with Gary Sybel and Dave Brower. They are the television faces that you'll be seeing broadcasting the action on the CBS Sports Network. I know we still have a couple of days. I don't know if either one of you guys have a pick yet, but then I'll start with Gary. Gary, who are you leaning towards as far as from a handicapping point of view to take the whole uh, kit and caboodle? The whole kit and caboodle? Well, first, you
0: know, this is (laughs) – this is a tough one, Mike. Really tough. You know, I I was reading yesterday on the on the plane ride over here, which was only four and a half hours late. But um, you know, <laughs> I'm glad you fourth said that. dimension. Came, yeah, yeah. It was just brutal, Dave. I wound up getting to the hotel at about ten after one this morning. So, mm. um, oh so uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, I, I mean, I hate to count out a horse like fourth dimension. That was a nice win. Uh, you know, it was a nice qualifier last time out. Sure, he's had his problems. Marcus Melander said he's had a strange year so far, but you know started things off really well, and then made you know you, the program shows the breaks. Uh, and Brian Sears is aboard. I mean, you know, I, you know, uh, here's another guy that when it comes to the big races, and he certainly has winning Hamiltonian experience. Uh, Brian Sears is a guy you want. I, I couldn't count out Fourth Dimension, but he wouldn't be my top pick. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if he if he does win that. Obviously, that mile by six pack. Uh, was huge in the dancer uh, division uh, fifty flat, but he's got post nine it i i don't care you know how good he is that's still a very difficult spot to be and then of course, uh, from the first division, um you know the first elimination uh atlanta is certainly um, you know a factor in my mind, depending upon the trip she can work out from post seven and then wolfgang is perfectly spotted here uh, you know in the middle of the pack post five is a great spot so if I was forced, if somebody put a gun to my head, uh, you know, I, I'd have I would probably at this stage of the game go with uh Wolfgang, the you know, the experience is there, the four uh, you know, wins for Tactor, uh, you know, Zingra's been <laughs> close, oh so close, uh, second and two of the last three years. Um but, you know, I, I that's where that's where I'm looking there. But it is in my mind completely wide open. There's no There's no muscle hill in this year's, you know, Hamiltonian.
5: Dave, what say you?
3: Well, I have to firmly plant myself in the six-pack corner. um, And I'll, I'll give you many reasons why. He's, you know, just such a very, very good horse. And he is perhaps the fastest off the wings when it comes to that point. So even though he hasn't drawn a good post yet this year, I don't think that matters. He's in what I would consider to be the easier of the two eliminations. When you look at the field in there, too, there are really, I don't think there's anybody that can really stretch him out to, get, you know, preventing him from getting the lead. You know, I see a lot of, like, stalker closers to the inside there. And and if you're trying to make the final, as most of those horses in there will be, what trip could be better than you just follow a six-pack? So I think he, you know, his trip and his elimination trip to the final should be a little bit easier perhaps uh, in that second elimination than, than those in the first one. And I've just, I've been amazed by how good this horse is. I'm amazed by the comments that Oka Svonstad has made, you know, said about him. He is supremely confident going in as is Rick Zeron with Atlanta. And I, I just see his journey getting to the final being a little bit easier. And I think that will benefit him uh, at the end.
5: All right, guys, uh, before we let you go, obviously, we want to touch on the Hambletonian Oaks, and I'm just as excited for the Hambletonian Oaks as I am the Hambletonian, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, you've got Manchego, you've got Faea who I just absolutely adore her. You've got Plunge Blue Chip, who's the the fastest uh, three-year-old Philly trotter of all time, and you've got a lot of other horses, I think, that can play a part in it. Dave, let's talk a little bit about the Hambletonian Oaks. How do you see that playing out
3: well, you know where Manchego will be. You know, I think she will be the one that they are all trying to track down. And believe me, she certainly
5: has done nothing wrong
3: yet this year. Uh, her loss, if you want to call it that, in that fastest trotting mile of all time here by a three-year-old to plunge blue chip was just an epic kind of a race. But when the rail pill came out and plunge blue chip drew that for Oka Svonsted, it kind of complicates matters. You know Oka thinks he can win this race. He's going to do the same thing he did on the night of the Dell Miller, which is pull the shoes on Plunge Blue Chip. That will lighten her up and make her a little bit faster, so he will make sure he stings Manchego a little bit. And you know who picks up the pieces, Mike. You and I are both going to make the same pick in here. Fea is so much stronger so far this year at three, especially in the second <laughs> half of the mile here. I just don't see anybody having the, you know, the, the stamina to hold her off.
5: Yeah, she has just been so push button that final quarter of a mile. Gary, what say you?
0: Well, you know, I mean, I agree with you. You know, the comments about Faye Tosev, I, I, you know, she was brilliant uh, in the Hamble Oaks. Slim um, just drew off easily. I, you know, I think Plunge Blue Chip might have bounced a bit using, uh, you know, a thoroughbred term off that forty-nine and four mile, which you can't blame her for that. Uh, but she looked tired to me last time. I mean, you know, she was on the lead. She battled from post eight. Um, you know the fractions were uh, decent. You know they were respectable. I, I just think uh, she was a little tired after that uh, that uh, world record mile to you know the start before. Um, but with that said, uh, you know she's definitely a factor in here. But let's not forget, Manchego has won 16 of 18 races. She made a break in the Beal final. So I-, I just you know I just throw that line out. It was a- it was a tough mile anyhow. And and just watching her score down, she didn't look herself that night. And she wasn't the only one that didn't look herself that night. Lather Up didn't either. But, um, you know, she's a force to be reckoned with. And it's Gingra and it's Tactor and it's a big race on Hamiltonian Day, which is probably enough said right as it is. But um, there's no question in my mind that this, uh, the Hamiltonian Oaks, is every bit as tough, maybe a little tougher, than the Colts and the the, uh, Hamiltonian this year.
5: Actually, before we let you guys go, we just got an email question, and I want to throw this question at both of you because I think it is a very, very good question. Uh, and I'll start with Gary. Gary, how many audibles are called during the course of a, of a TV broadcast?
0: <laughs>
5: that's great you know, question. That's,
0: that's funny. and I, Yeah, it is a great question. I don't know whoever sent it in. Uh, great question. There are many audibles, and this being my 26th year, doing the you know the live national uh, network broadcast of the hamiltonian oh man if i had a nickel for every audible over the years it was called <laughs> I, I would be retired by now but it's just one of those things and i think it's one of the things that drives uh, a broadcaster uh, during a live show it gets those juices flowing and you know you could only have let's say a minute commercial break and all of a sudden, we're taking a whole different direction because something happened here. There are times you have to um, just, uh, you know, that segment's going to go away is what you hear in your ear from the uh, from the truck well, because you might be running a little fat or long, as you know, as they call it, fat. We're a little fat in the first segment. Uh, you know, it was probably our fault, Dave and mine, because we <laughs> we just can't stop talking about, you know, what a great day it is. So now, because of that, we've got to change things in the in the rest of the body of the show. It happens all the time. It's one of the things that I don't know. I just kind of feed off of that stuff. Uh, live television is enough to make you know get the the juices and the adrenaline flowing. But um, those audibles are, are just something. And when you're able to handle them where it appears seamless to the viewing you know to the viewing public, I mean that's, that's that feels good. That's very
5: uh, satisfying and rewarding. Dave, you got anything to add to that?
3: Well, let me just say this, too. I know Gary's had the pleasure of uh, representing the entire sport on his shoulders for, what, 26 or 27 years, I think he said. I've had the pleasure of sitting alongside that Hall of Famer uh, for the last six. And, you know, we work very well together. We usually know what the other's going to say before he says it, and that makes it so much easier to do that show. And let me let me just add this to my just for all the viewer, you know for the viewers out there who may even be in attendance at the Hamiltonian, you're going to get two shots to watch or DVR the show. Live, we're on from 4 to 5.30 Eastern on Saturday on CBS Sports Network. And they're going to rebroadcast the show later that night at 8.30. So 8.30 to 10. If you happen to be out and going to the the Meadowlands that day, you go out for a little dinner, you come back, you can relive it that night. So two airings of the show, DVR alert, and we hope everybody tunes in and has a lot of fun.
5: Well, I'll tell you what, it's a fantastic broadcast, and I've always said if there's one thing that uh we send from harness racing out into space in a time capsule that we want people to, to know our industry by it's that our broadcast that you guys do i've always said that gary and dave listen we certainly appreciate you joining us gary best of luck to you on, on your surgery when you get back but best of luck to you guys on the broadcast and uh we'll absolutely be watching and we urge each and every one of you out there to certainly check it out guys it was a pleasure gary thank you my friend Hey
0: Mike, listen. You, you and Mike, post climb with Mike and Mike is a real a great thing for harness racing. Keep up the great work.
5: All right, Dave. We certainly appreciate it, buddy. And we'll see you guys on you Saturday. Got it. Thanks
3: for having us on.
5: All right, that was Gary Seibel and Dave Brower, absolute class acts, and uh, I call them the dream team. They are fantastic, and make sure you check them out on CBS Sports Network coming up. It's the live broadcast of what is sure to be an outstanding, outstanding day of harness racing, the Hamiltonian and the Hamiltonian Oaks. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, we're going to uh, hear from Darren Garnier. It's time to see what's going on in the Minnesota Humble Running Aces Casino and Racetrack Plus. After that, it's our big announcement. I cannot wait to tell you what we are going to give away during our Hamiltonian broadcast, which starts at 3 p.m. Eastern on saturday stay tuned you've got post time with mike and mike presented by bet america
2: Over the past 25 years,
4: Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th with racing every Tuesday through Saturday starting at 6.30pm. Join Revolution at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information
5: attention all breeding funds did you know pacing for the cure has a stud fee for scooter program your stud fee donations will help those living with ms with severe mobility limitations obtain a scooter and be able to continue to enjoy their love of harness racing contact jeff at pacingforthecure.org if you'd like to make a donation mike
6: In case you haven't noticed, Mr. Bill G. has begun pacing for the cure for multiple sclerosis. Join in on the fun and weekly contest on Facebook to guess where he will place in each race. Like and share our page. Great prizes available for the lucky winners. Better yet, come out to the racetrack and watch him race live. Let's start a Mr. Bill G. fan club and start blogging on the journey page of the pacingforthecure.org website.
5: Once again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback. Farm.com.
9: Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the upper Midwest. Located just 20 minutes north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota, with seasonal live harness racing from May through September. Running Aces is the home of the $50,000 Dan Patch Free For All Pace and the $300,000 Minnesota Night of Champions. With live harness racing action three nights a week, every Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday night. Our signal is available on ADWs and at racebooks and simulcast facilities near you. Visit our website, RunAces.com, for more information. Again, that's RunAces.com. Hi, guys. Happy Hambletonian week. This is Darren Gagne at Running Aces, and we're going to recap the racing action over the past week up here in beautiful Minnesota at the 5.8 Mile Track. Here at Running Aces on Saturday night, one of the features on the program was a winners over Pace, and Stucky Dote gets his nose out in front in a close four-horse driving finish to the wire, four-horse photo for win, but Stucky Dote gets it along the inside, gets his nose up at the wire to win in a very impressive mile of 151-2 for two wins in a row for Stucky Dote since returning to Minnesota. Uh, after racing the last couple of seasons, mostly in Ohio. He was the winner in last week's Minnesota Preferred $25,000 pace. He fired fast from the gate from post five on Saturday night this week with Fire Drake surging from the outside spot. and Those two battled around the opening turn, Fire Drake dropping into the pocket behind Stucky Dote. With Rick McGee and Stucky Dote getting the victory once again on Saturday night. The winner's over pace in 151 and two-fifths. In that big battle to the wire. Paid $6.40 to win. Stucky Doe is now 5 years old. He's a gelding by voracious Hanover. He has 26 lifetime victories and over $225,000 in the bank. Owner of is Merlin Van Otterloo from Iowa. Winning trainer Brett Ballinger. Also on Saturday night's program, the $11,000 open handicap trot went to post. And the usual suspects of top trotters were lining up in that 5-horse affair. Banker Vol with Rick McGee fastest from the gate, posting the quarter time fraction of 27 and 4 before yielding to his rival Pridecrest, who had Steve Wiseman in the bike. And that change of leader occurred right around the 3/8 marker in the open trot on Saturday night. Well, Pridecrest maintained command past the middle checkpoints of 57 and 125 and 3 with little to no pressure. Banker Volo sat patiently in the pocket, did angle out for the stretch drive, but Pridecrest had plenty left in the tank. F- fending off that challenge from Banker Volo toward the outside, and also a late charge from Almar Ribababe toward the inside with Jerry Longo. 154 4 the winning time. Length and a quarter victory for Pridecrest on Saturday night over Banker Volo's second, and Almar Ribababe finishing a good third. Kathy Plested, the winning trainer. Eight wins on the season for Pridecrest. He paid four dollars and twenty cents to win in the open trot on Saturday night. Fifteen starts this year. Again, eight victories now for Pridecrest. Career earnings of over two hundred and twenty-six thousand dollars. Owner is Christopher Schick of Sacramento, California. Also on Saturday night's program, fourteen thousand dollar three-year-old Minnesota-sired pacing event went to post. Full field of nine going to battle behind the starting gate. Redonculoso, Steve Wiseman, and Dream Chasin with Williams Hernandez battling for the early lead before Free Will Dakota Sven and Brady Jensen made a sweeping rush to the front. In the action-packed contest trading uh, leads in the first uh, parts of the race while well, the race set up for the closers after fast early fractions of 27 and two and 55 and three, three quarters and 123 and four. Responding fastest from the back of the pack was My Skills Paid Bills with driver Rick McGee. Sweeping from the back to get up at the wire and post a half a length win. Also closing very fast from the back of the pack was Giggle Monster with Dean McGee in the bike. Time for the race, one fifty three flat, third win of the season for My Skills Paid Bills. Paid three dollars and sixty cents to win as part of the entry favorite. Registered a new lifetime mark for the three year old by Voracious Hanover. Trained also by Rick McGee for the Van Otterloo Stables, again my skills paid the bills, and Rick McGee on top in the three-year-old pace on Saturday night over Giggle Monster second with Dean McGee. Rick McGee and uh, Steve Wiseman had Steve Wiseman had a big night with four wins on the card. Rick McGee picked up that hat trick on Saturday night. James Yoder. Also scored a driving double. Trainer Kathy Plusted had a big night with three winners. On the Sunday evening, July 29th. On Sunday night, the $8,500 Colts and Geldings division of the Trot went to bring over the money. No surprise there, as he has dominated the three-year-old trotting scene in Minnesota. Especially for the boys here in 2018 six wins in a row for bring over the money driven by Rick McGee for trainer Brian he he's now won seven out of 11 races this season six consecutive wins paid two dollars and twenty cents to win as the big favorite and a very sharp mile on Sunday night 157 flat this horse seems to get better and better with every start and every win He's now just a couple of ticks of a second off of the track record. Bring Over the Money extended his winning streak to six wins again on Sunday night in 157 flat. This horse is well on his way to the championship races on September the 15th. Bring Over the Money is owned by Jasmine Horvat of Wisconsin. Breeder is Katrina Horvat of Wisconsin, again trained by Brian Deachan. Bring Over the Money driven by Rick McGee. Phillies division of the three-year-old Minnesota Sire Trot for 8500 went to the dominant Philly this season, Decker. She picked up her third win of the third win in a row, I should say. Uh, she's the daughter of Braggart. She's out of the Muscles Yankee Mayor Caffeine Freak. Decker was bred by the Almar Farms. He's tra- uh, she is trained by Justin Amphison. Owners are Jesse, Eric, and Ben DeLong of Wisconsin. She picked up her third win in a row, lowering her lifetime best by two full seconds on Sunday night to 158-2. She's also not far away from track record territory. Six wins and eight starts this year for Decker, again dominating the three-year-old Philly trotting scene in 2018 here in Minnesota. Also on Sunday's program, another $10,000 winners over pacing event. Well, that one went to better's promise with Mooney Swenson in the bike. Had a rough overland trip in the Dan Patch free-for-all final $50,000 race a week before. Well, this horse bounced back on Sunday. The very impressive gate-to-wire dominating win in 151-4. Strong final quarter in 27-3. and For Better's Promise, a 7-year-old gelding by Better's Delight. Trained by Jesse Pacheco for owners Richard Morita and David Yamada. Seven wins in 24 starts this year now. 38,122 in the bank for Better's Promise winning the winner's over pace on Sunday night again in 151 and 4 Another uh, big performance on Sunday was Margin call, margin call, seven year old gelding trotter by revenue, also added the mere caffeine freak. Well, got the job done from the back of the pack with a sweeping move. That's kind of his signature style. Trotting up a storm from the back to win in one hundred fifty eight flat for his second win of the season. Trotted the fastest trotting final quarter of the night, twenty-eight and four to get the victory. Uh, Rick McGee trains and drives Margin Call. He was a nice uh, payoff at the windows, sixteen dollars and twenty cents. Margin Call is owned by Michaela Delgides, was bred by Peretti Farms. Career earnings now $72,059, 16 career wins, 41 top three performances in 76 lifetime races for Margin Call. Rick McGee led the night on Sunday night with a sweep of the first three races on the program for three wins. The hat trick there, natural hat trick for Rick McGee on Sunday. Mooney Swenson and James Yoder both, picking up driving doubles, and long shot Jerry Longo also picked up a double on Sunday. Then on Tuesday night here at the track, well, I'll tell you what, on Tuesday night, the Bobcat Dean McGee put on an absolute clinic in the driving category here at Running Aces on Tuesday night. He kicked the night off by winning three out of the first four races on the program. He was pretty much unstoppable on Tuesday night here at Running Aces, the Bobcat, Dean McGee. Of course, he's no stranger to success. He's won over 4,600 uh, races in his career, 14,431 top three finishes. The 54-year-old uh, Wisconsin native has uh, won over $29 million. He's driven some very good horses over the years, including that memorable victory with Yankee Cruiser, with the Minnesota Owning Connections of Pinsky Stables, winning the 2003 North America Cup with Dean McGee in the bike. Well, that's seven wins on the program here on Tuesday night for Dean McGee, including a new track record performance by a very sharp two-year-old Philly pacer, Wind Me Up and Watch Me Go, in race number six on Tuesday night. Big favorite in that field was the very sharp two-year-old Gelding pacer, that horse, called Burning Blaze, had been undefeated in two qualifying races and two pair mutual starts so far this season. And won very sharply a week ago in 155-1. and won. Well, got had to work for the early lead this time out this week. Got to the front and blasted through some fast early fractions. And I'll tell you what, it's set up for a new track record mile for this two-year-old filly by Wind Me Up. Her name is Wind Me Up and Watch Me Go and she was able to get by burning blaze in the stretch, 154-1, a new track record, shattering the track record for the previous mark for two-year-old pacing fillies. It was 155-2, so the new record now, 154-1, wind me up and watch me go, blasted home in 28-1. She made up eight lengths in the final quarter, and again, the Bobcat Dean McGee in the bike for that on his historic seven-win night here on Tuesday night at Running Aces, Wind Me Up and Watch Me Go, paid $9 to win for every $2 ticket. She's owned by Richard Davilar of Iowa, trained by Gordon Graham, who had a big night on the program with uh, three wins on the card. And also in that very same race with that track record performance, out of a field of eight, the top five horses were all progeny of the sire, Wind Me Up. So a big night on Tuesday night for the Bobcat Dean McGee here uh, running aces, he had a couple of very nice uh, finishes on the board when he did not find the winner's circle, but he, won- he found the winner's circle seven times on Tuesday night's program. Also featured on Tuesday night was the $11,000 Winners Over Pace, What It Do Baby Boo, repeated for her second straight win in this top of Winners Over level, $8.20 winner, 153-1, and won a new lifetime mark for What It Do Baby Boo. She not only bested the top-pacing mares this week, but also beat up on some of the boys here, some of the top-pacing boys as well. This was another winner for trainer Gordon Graham and the Van Otterloo Stables. A uh, big night for them on Tuesday as well. Uh, this one driven to victory by Rick McGee. What it do, baby boo. Lifetime best, 153-1 in the Tuesday feature. And once again, congratulations to the Bobcat, Dean McGee, with seven wins on a Tuesday's program At running aces well coming up this weekend at running aces live racing saturday and sunday first race post time at 6 p.m. central and of course every tuesday night we have live racing at 7 p.m. central running aces casino and racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the upper midwest located just 20 minutes north of the twin cities in beautiful minnesota with seasonal live harness racing from may through september Running Aces is the home of the $50,000 Dan Patch Free-For-All Pace and the $300,000 Minnesota Night of Champions. With live harness racing action three nights a week, every Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday night, and our signal is available on ADWs and at racebooks and simulcast facilities near you. Visit our website, runaces.com, for more information. Again, that's runaces.com.
5: Standard Bread Pleasure Horse Organization of New Jersey is proud to present the National Standard Bread Horse Show. Coming up on August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. It's fun for the whole family. The fun starts on Friday, August 10th at 6.30 with games and fun divisions featuring the Sam McKee Memorial Barrel Race. Then on Saturday, August 11th, it's Western, in-hand showmanship, driving, roadster, and gated divisions. And on Sunday, August 12th, Dressage, English Equitation, Jumping, Hunters Fresh Off the Track, War Horse, and the Pacing for the Cure Two-Gated Pleasure Class. This year's show is in memory of the late, great Sam McKee. For more information, visit us at sphonj.org. That's sphonj.org. It's the National Standard Bred Horse Show, August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey.
4: Be there!
5: New Vocations Race Adoption Program. Retrain,
1: rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org.
5: We are back on post time with Mike and Mike presented by bet American. We have got a big broadcast weekend coming up for you. Of course, we want each and every one of you to join us for the Hamiltonian broadcast. Our airtime is 3 o'clock. We'll be broadcasting for three hours from 3 to 6 live out the Meadowlands. Of course, uh, you can listen to it, much like you're listening to this broadcast right now. You can just log on to our website at posttimewithmikeandmike.com. Of course, you could hear us on the archive at our website or on the Bet America Radio Network and uh, all of their outlets. They distribute our uh, our broadcast all over the place. Uh, To many, many different outlets. So, just uh, tons and tons of ways that you can check out our broadcast. And also, we are going to be broadcasting live from the Dan Patch coming up next weekend at Hoosier Park. And why is that big? Well, because Lazarus will be making his North American debut off that stunning jaw dropping qualifier uh, a couple of short days ago after Meadowlands. So, make sure you tune in for that. Certainly want to keep an eye on our social media pages and our website for time information as well. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, well, we've got a giveaway that we're going to talk a little bit about here. And I've been pumping this, and I've been pumping this for on social media for uh, about a week now. And I am so excited to announce our giveaway program. We're going to be giving these away. On our Hamiltonian broadcast We're going to give away five of them On our Hamiltonian broadcast And there's The way to win A little bit later on today Or maybe First thing in the morning We're going to put up our little graphic On social media, on Facebook and Twitter It's our Hamiltonian graphic Promoting our broadcast All you have to do is share it That's all you have to do Once you hit that share button then you are eligible. Your name will be put into the drawing for, and I love I, I I'm just so tickled about this, a Yannick Gingra signed program of Foiled Against 100th win, which occurred a couple of weeks ago right here at Harris, Philadelphia. We're going to be giving away five of those. Once again, a Yannick Gingra signed program of the 100th win, the live program, by the way, was the 100th win of Foiled Again. And it's cool because Gingras signed his name right on the past performance line of Foiled Again when he won his 100th win here at Harris Philadelphia, a moment that not a lot of people will forget, certainly not I. So once again, all you have to do, we're going to be giving away five of them, During the course of the Hamiltonian broadcast, all you have to do is a little bit later on today or tomorrow, you want to keep an eye on Facebook and Twitter. If you aren't a Facebook friend of ours, do so right now. Like us. It's Post Time with Mike and Mike. And uh, follow us on Twitter, Post Time with Mike and Mike. And all you have to do is share either or retweet. I should say share on Facebook or retweet on Twitter. If you do that, your name will be put in the hat, and we're going to draw five lucky winners coming up on Hambletonian day during our broadcast between three and six. And you have to be listening to the broadcast to win or else you're going to know your name's called, right? So anyway, that's the deal. And uh, we'll be getting that that promotion out, that uh, little promo graphic out either a little bit later on today or tomorrow. So certainly watch for that. And you have right up until airtime, 3 o'clock on Saturday, to share that graphic. And then you're automatically entered to win that Yannick Shingra signed program of Again's 100th victory. All right, special thanks to all of our guests today, Gary Seibel, Dave Brown. We certainly appreciate you joining us. Jim Brown, make sure you check them out online. It's Midwest-Auctioneers.com for more information. So make sure you check that out as well. Big, 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 big auction coming up uh, Sunday, August 5th, Monday, August 6th. You can participate online of some of